Dharma dudes. Dharma dudes. Come on and get on the Dharma train. Dudes. Dharma dudes show with Rocky and Danny. Is that how it goes? Uh, it actually goes. With Rocky and Danny. I should have been at rehearsal. It's fine. I just, I feel like you're never at rehearsal and... I don't know. It just, it, it's a lot of pressure on me to kind of, because No, 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 no. Hey, welcome to Dharma Dudes. I'm Rocky. I'm Danny. <laughs> and that's all you need to know, basically. Yeah. On today's show, Rocky and I get into, um, I don't know, what do we, what do we call it, Rocky? What do we call it? I guess just You don't like... have a windscreen. Yeah, well, we certainly get into the technical difficulties of recording a podcast with a total noob like mm-hmm. me. Um, we also explore some fun, quirky characters. That's all fun. And we talk about some of the self-doubt and insecurity that can come with expanding your reach as a teacher. I think we can all relate to that. Totally. If you're a new teacher out there, even students, like it's cool to understand what your teachers are going through. Rocky and I get to dive into this for quite a bit. So without mm-hmm. further ado, Rocky... Should we dive in the shit? Let's dive in. Splish splash. Hey, Rocky, you know what really, really, really helps the show? Um, prayers, good intentions, uh, dedicating your practice to the show. Thoughts and prayers. Ooh. I was just doing thoughts. I'll do prayers too. Uh, No, what really helps is leaving a review on iTunes. Like actually like saying what you love about the show in a public way. Mm -hmm. So if our listeners out there look down at the show notes, there's this little thing that they can click and it tells them how to leave a review on iTunes because when they leave a review on iTunes, it helps the show grow, which means more people can listen to Dharma Dudes. And who doesn't want that? Dime it, dudes. Dime it, dudes. <laughs> do, do, do. Uh, I messed that up again. Didn't that I? was better. That was well, better. hey, for those of you listening out there, don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. It really does help the show grow. Thanks, y'all. Hey, Danny. Oh, oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. No, you go. Should I go first? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, maybe I should go first. Okay. No, you actually, you go first. No, wait. Well, uh, okay, go first. Is this what it's going to be like leading a retreat with you, Danny? Wait, we're leading a retreat. Yeah. Oh, is that not with? Yeah, that's that's with you, right? I'm doing a retreat with you. Oh, I really need to start going to rehearsals. <laughs> Our rehearsals are for the theme song and for re- retreat rehearsals. <laughs> tell me, tell me about this retreat, Rocky, that I'm doing with you. Well, <laughs> um. I'll tell you all about it, Danny. It's going to happen over New Year's. It's going to be in Todos Santos, Mexico. And it's going to, I mean, again, you would know if you came to rehearsals, but it's <laughs> I'm, its not a big deal. Um, it's going to be five days of yoga, of asana, pranayama, meditation, intention, good company, good food, laughter, even. Shenanigans? Um, yes, I'm, I feel comfortable 
uh, promising shenanigans, um, but you know, respectful shenanigans, appropriate shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that. I, I want you to know, too, that now that I know that I'm doing this retreat with you over New Year's, it's five days of yoga, pranayama, shenanigans. <laughs> I'm totally in. Well, my hope is that not just you're in, but that some of our listeners might be in as well, because what we what I was wanting to talk about that in the rehearsal that you weren't at was that our listeners are invited. Oh, how do they sign up for this? Uh, you know, there's probably a link or something somewhere, somewhere, <laughs> probably down below, right? Like scroll. It's, it's, it's down there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. They can, they can scroll down and check out the link that gives them all the information on our new year's retreat. Rocky and, and all, in all honesty, I'm really, really, really excited to be doing this retreat with you. I think it's going to be a really good time. And the way that we're going to introduce these concepts of letting go and creating new intention and again, just being able to hang out with a really great community is super amazing. Absolutely. And likewise, I'm super stoked to go on a, on a trip with you and bring our listeners around. I, what, I, what I'm aware of is that last year you led a similar retreat that sold out. So even though New Year's might seem like a long ways away, now is the time to get on the boat, man. Because it's definitely going to sell out. It will 100% sell out. It always does. I love that confidence. So sign up in the link below. <laughs> Peace, y'all. Rocky, I started recording. <laughs> Sorry, listeners, I don't have a windscreen on the microphone. I cannot. <laughs> Welcome to episode two. <laughs> this episode is all about the voice of love. Oh my god. Do we still have any listeners? Welcome to the Dharma Dudes podcast. <laughs> <sighs> oh. Uh we're recording. This is a thing. <laughs> this is a thing. This is <laughs> it's happening right now. Great. Hopefully, um, going for one thousand downloads of this of this podcast. <laughs> if anyone is still listening, mm, this is not. This is not a test. <laughs> this is the podcast. I have water right now in my mouth. <laughs> well, I had water in my mouth. That'd be cool if I had water in my mouth and was talking at the same time. <laughs> Did you do like the most silent spit take ever? Ever. More of like ever. a like a dribble take, just kind of like fell out. <laughs> That's my favorite kind of la my favorite kind of laughter where it's just a wheeze. It's like <laughs> I'm so sorry for the people still listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hi, Rocky. Yeah. Hi, Danny. How are you? I'm great. How are you? You know, I'm here and I'm hanging out with you and that's super exciting. And we're going to do another show because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not? I really enjoyed our first conversation and um, I've had the good fortune of bumping into and running into out out in the world different folks that have that have tuned in and listened so so oh they said they actually enjoyed it too 
Um, I well, what they said is that they they heard it, and so right. I took that to mean that they loved it. But that's <laughs> that's what I. <laughs> That's really? what I do just to kind of, that's my act of like self-care is just sort of projecting right. on other people, their positive review of in me. everything in life. Right. Like yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, it. it's like, there you are. It's like translation. You look great. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you, yeah, you're, you're the best. <laughs> well, I mean, that's hard to deny that. You're the How best. How have you been? Uh, no, I won't. I don't want to go on a date with you. I told you that already. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm here. Right. So welcome to episode, I'm going to, welcome to episode two of the Dharma Dudes podcast. We are your hosts, Rocky Heron and Danny Pomploon. Danny has a windscreen on his microphone and apparently I don't. So if you hear sudden gusts of wind, that that's, that's, you know, I'm a noob. I'm a podcast noob. I wasn't (laughs) saying, I wasn't saying it to, you know, just, it, it, yeah, you I was were just, saying you, I'm a noob, Danny. I, I was saying, Rocky, you might want a windscreen so that you don't sound like, well, hold on, let me move my windscreen out of the way. So that when you <laughs> see that, Whoa. That's, no, that's no fun. This is okay. Danny, you're going to, you're going to scare away all of our listeners with that crazy wind. I know. <laughs> what are we, we talking about today, Danny? <laughs> we didn't already scare away our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> bunch of yogi misfits over here oh my god okay let's dial it in so rocky um yesterday me and you were on the phone and we were talking about that was you how i had some uh we'll call it like f- uh, fears what would you say i was going through like not fear but i, I would i would uh, i would have described what you were experiencing as the natural sort of self-doubt that comes along with expanding your reach and expanding the context in which you teach and present and facilitate and just kind of growth, you know, as, as yoga teachers, really as, as humans, but certainly as teachers, um, if we are continuing to push ourselves into, um, into broader territory, um, it can sometimes we can sometimes encounter some, some doubt, some apprehension, um, right. and perhaps those feelings a little bit, at least for me, um, of like, am I, am I qualified to do this? Am I, is it fraudulent for me to present myself as an expert? Um, when I'm aware of all the things that I don't know. Yeah. So I, I heard you kind of, uh, you know, explaining some of that and, and I was like, you know, buck up, bro. <laughs> Suck it up. Suck it up, bro. I, I think it's really natural for, <clears throat> you know, a lot of us as we go through this teaching, I get a lot of, and I think I was saying this to you before, like in the last, it's crazy. It's, it's in the last uh, two months, I've had about seven or eight people reach out to me for mentoring um, as far as like expanding their business and growth and how to make it sustainable and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. And for me, I, I mean, one, it's, it's, I'm super honored and, and humbled that people, you know, um, are, are, are reaching out and, and asking all the fun questions. And also for me, it's, it's a little bit, um, not scary. Scary is not the word, but I'm like, oh, what well, like I, I just kind of, I do my own, I do my thing and that's how I got there. And I'm sure that there was, you know, there's processes and everything. And I understand that now, but also like, 
what am I going to say that's mm-hmm. really going to, you know, drive home or like, how do I, how do I get what I, what I did and put it into a context to give it to someone else and set them up to be successful, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I, I guess my little, my spin out or, you know, where, cause I'm human like everybody else is, is like, whoa, yeah, I know. Surprise. I know. Uh, I th- okay. I sorry. I thought you were a dude. Did, did, well, I'm a Dharma dude, but I'm also a, hu- a human dude. So dudes are human. Got Dharma it. dudes are kind of human. You know what? I'm sorry. Dude. I heard myself say that. I got it now. I didn't. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. That was me. That was my bad. <laughs> um. So the spin, you know, the spin out process, like, you know, like when I start to go into that spiral, it's like, how do I get out of it? One, I mean, I call on people like, like I did, like I did you. And two, it's also, we can be like, buck up, bro, <laughs> buck up, bro. And also <laughs> listen to what it is that's happening, you know, and also, you know, recognize, I think for a lot of us as teachers, we need to one, take accountability in, in our learning. That's Mm -hmm. the most important thing, like studentship first, Mm -hmm. but two also, you know, like what is it that you're, that you're playing to, you know, like what are your strengths and where are you seeking help for, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and do you feel like, um, is, is that something that you're just now sort of wrestling with as you step more into a, a position of, you know, it's one thing to, to teach or to share what you know with friends. It's another thing to get hired at a studio to teach the general public. It's another mm-hmm. thing to teach a, a workshop on a, spe- you know, a specialty topic. It's another thing to teach teachers how to pe- te- sorry, teach people how to teach. Right. It's another thing to teach teachers how to um, Be better refine teachers. their teaching. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the, the context progresses and, likewise like the the seat of the teacher becomes can become more intimidating or more um, can ask more of you do you find that that's something that you've always sort of experienced as you've expanded and and claimed that seat or is it something that you're experiencing more lately i think because of you know, I, i've always found you know um i i like listen i love being in the seat of the teacher i i love i love what that entails. And I love what that hosts. And I've always, I've always, um, taken that very seriously. You know, I'm not just up there rambling things off or whatever, but whatever it is that I, that I do bring to the table, I make sure that it's in integrity and so on and so forth. I think it's as the reach gets bigger and as I don't want to say the risk, maybe it feels like, uh, the risks is higher, right? So like you go from teaching public classes and that's one level of teaching, you know, Mm-hmm. And then you go from teaching a workshop, you know, and that's like you said, the progression, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that as I move further up the progression, you know, it gets a little more intimidating and yeah. I start to have that level of fear of, you know, am I going to know enough, you know, am I going to be an expert in this enough to be able to share this with other people, you know, mm-hmm. are, I, I, there's a lot of self pressure in this for sure. You know, we, and we all, we all do this. We all put that extra pressure on ourselves, which can, you know, really start to make things dicey. But, uh, as, as it gets bigger is where this has started and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's never really been there before. I've always been 
pretty, I'm pretty confident in a lot of things that I do because I, I feel like I study really hard. And so I, I just mm-hmm. trust in, in, in the learning, mm-hmm. but as it gets bigger, I'm like, it's uncharted water, you know, it's new territory for me. So I'm like, Ooh, yeah, for sure. Well, it's the nature of progression in general. You know, it, when I hear you say like the risk is higher, um, and maybe it's just semantics, but I, I think of it as well as like the stakes are greater. You know, there's yeah. more, there's more at stake. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if you look at the way we train anything, look at the syllabus of yoga poses, like Tadasana is a pretty, um, risk-free pose, <laughs> you know, yeah, like look at the syllabus, like, or even look at regressions, like lying on the floor is, is pretty risk-free, you know, assuming that the, the ceiling doesn't collapse or something, but like, right. you know, it, it, the more we progress in our movements, uh, the more we progress into sort of intermediate advanced poses, uh, the forces that are present on us and the forces that we're exhibiting on our bodies, um, become greater. And we have mm-hmm. to make sure that we can match and meet and contend with and work with those forces in skillful ways. Right. If you're weight training at the gym, like lifting a five pound weight is, is certainly more moderate and, and less risky than lifting like a 20 pound weight. So right. in, in many instances, I mean, in all instances, we have to check in with our readiness, you know, in, 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 we talked last week about Dharma in along those lines, there's the concept of Adhikara, which is a sub category of karma yoga. Adhikara speaks to our readiness or our aptitude or mm like uh, uh, what we're entitled to, you know, and, and I think as we progress in our teaching, you know, good on you. And, and for any teacher that is, is, you know, the alternative is that we just sort of boldly blast through our career and our, our, our teaching and our practice and just assume that we're ready for everything, bring it on. I can do it all. But, you know, to really check in and say like, do I have the skills needed or do I have the resources to cultivate the skills needed to meet this particular task and this particular endeavor. And I think if, if, if the answer, you know, if the answer is like, yes, for sure, 100%, then you're kind of playing within your comfort zone. If the answer is, I think so, let, you know, let me, (laughs) let me explore this. I, maybe I do, maybe I don't like, I think that's kind of the responsible, uh, response, um, and, you know, you have to keep kind of walk that razor's edge with, with some skill because the alternative is that you just play it safe or that you, you know, forge ahead and create harm. What, you know, it's not going to be necessarily physical harm, but the harm of like disappointed students or the harm of, of an right. unsuccessful program or the, the harm of coming across like a total noob <laughs> when you're, when you're, you're being asked you don't have to have a windscreen. Yeah. The harm of increased wind, <laughs> the harm of losing podcast listeners. <laughs> I'm ready for this. I can do it. <laughs> you got this. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like in your, I mean, do you remember what it was like when you did your first like advanced training or when you had to like, you know, we'll call this up level yourself, step it up, bro. <laughs> when you had to, when you had to step it up, bro. My first time bucking it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell, yeah. Tell me well, about your first buck up. <laughs> Today on Dharma Dudes, we're talking about our very first dare buck up there. First time we done dare bucked it up. Um, <laughs> this is a new character I'm exploring. 
Wait, uh, what's, his na- what's the character's name? Oh, that there, that's a, uh, that's a. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> you broke, you broke character. Yeah, that, <laughs> I broke character. I lost it. I, you yeah. know, this, that, this, that's the most recent example of me trying to up level and like totally failing. <laughs> you know, so I can speak from experience. It hurts. It's painful. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think all the listeners right now are feeling this. Yeah. You know, listeners, feel free to write in with ideas for that character's name. Um, <laughs> and uh, we'll explore it in future episodes, despite probably what everyone wants. Um, you know, I, I, yes, I remember. And also, I don't have to think back that far because I think the nature of my trajectory has all like there's always something in my future or present that's asking me to up level you know the first time i taught a teacher training the first workshop i taught first teacher training i taught first retreat i led um the first 300 hour teacher training. the first time i traveled internationally to teach a training or a workshop um the first time i filmed filmed myself and and presented my content online the first time i recorded a podcast like the first time I wrote an article for a a publication, like all these wonderful opportunities are also opportunities that have stretched me outside of my comfort zone. And, and I can't say that, that I've ever, you know, once you have, once you've done something multiple times, it kind of is in play, you know? Mm -hmm. So if I launch a 300 hour training, I've done that enough times that it's not a hugely daunting task, but, um, you know, but the first time and even the second time or the first time doing it in a new context, all those things for sure come up for me. The first time I, I tried to create a new character on a live podcast and couldn't come up with the name of that character. Like, right. You know, talk about high stakes. I mean, I, I get it. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> I, I think that, you know, naturally as a teacher, there is, there can be this space where we're asked to be pushed and you can either, and you can tell when, you know, you go in there and you just make it up or two, you go in there and you're prepared or, you know, have, have done your, your homework or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's that, I think it's, it's that space where you're in between where you're being asked to do it, where you actually have to go and research and study and put together and all that stuff that really, you know, there's beauty in it because at the, you know, when you're done with it, you like the concept to me, I always think about like of learning is so amazing to me. Like you're actually going and expanding your mind and learn, like taking this information and then sharing it, you know, later on. I think that's super cool. Yeah. But to have an opportunity to do that is really where magic happens. And I think that, you know, we have the choice to step into that or to, to not step into that. And I think, you know, I, I, you know, I can speak for myself, but like, making that choice to go into that and to step into that makes me, makes me a a little bit nervous because it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. here's another opportunity for me to grow. And with growth comes change. And sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's not. And you know, it's like, you're signing yourself, you're signing yourself up knowingly for what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. And that is, is like, you know, I do. And you know, another definition of Adhikara is, is studentship like your readiness for something speaks to your degree of studentship around that thing you know i think a lot about 
my studentship around yoga, I, I don't know what my yoga practice would look like today if I wasn't a teacher of yoga, because, Mm -hmm. you know, if I was, if I was practicing solely for me and not practicing so that I could develop content to then share with others, you know, that ripple effect and that accountability that comes from, from needing to pass it on helps me learn more. And they say, whatever the statistics are, you know, you, you, you learn 5% of what you hear or 10% of what you see or 15% of what you hear and see. I'm probably getting the numbers wrong, but all the way up to, it's like 90%, you, you learn 90% of what you're able to teach somebody else. So I know I find myself doing this a lot. I'm kind of amused by it. Like as I'm learning, you know, as I'm reading information or learning information, I will just naturally start to talk to myself or, you know, talk to an imaginary person. Like I'm trying to explain it to them. Hmm. Like it's just always been a big part of my learning process to, you know, attempt to convey what I'm trying to learn to someone else. And I think because I'm clear that I'm not, I mean, not always, but I, I'm not always teaching things that I'm a hundred percent clear on. The process of teaching it is helping me gain greater clarity because there's that feedback loop too. And those are the things you can't, you know, you can't anticipate. Like you don't know who's going to be there in the room. You don't know what questions they're going to ask. You don't know, you know, what their strengths or weaknesses or, you know, where their their clarity or their confusion lies. So all of that. You know, you can plan the content of what you're going to teach. And if you're just teaching a lecture or teaching online or something, it's solely kind of based on what you've planned. But once you're in a a learning environment and a teacher-student relationship, it really is a relationship. It's a back and forth Mm -hmm. where hopefully not just the student is learning, but you as the teacher are learning. Yeah. Um, I always remind people of that. There's always two students in the room. mm -hmm. It's the students that are there to sign up to learn. And then there's also the teacher that ends up learning so much from the students and just naturally in the the facilitation. Yeah. 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 The entire time. And perhaps, you know, when you say like that, there's a, there's a self doubt that comes in, it's because you're, you're sort of expecting yourself to be the expert where perhaps what's attracting you to the teaching in the first place isn't, isn't, wanting to be an expert, but it's wanting to continue to be a student and wanting to continue to learn. And when you kind of divorce that from the process, uh, it, it can feel a little bit fraudulent. You know, the people that I look to the most for information, like the people that I think that really know the most, you know, whatever that, that means, um, they're the ones that I find kind of admitting what they don't know the most as well. They're the ones that say, I don't know, you know, cause how, how do you make really definitive statements about life when life exists in paradox and there is so much we don't know. It's, it is kind of the, the, the quote unquote, like the frauds that I find making the most definitive statements about things and posturing themselves as, as experts. Um, because a lot of, a lot of the, the quote unquote experts are they're 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 aware of how much we don't know. And I think to be able to convey that to students and to awaken that process of, of inquiry and curiosity and, and critical thinking, 
I see that as being more what my role is than just to be someone that shows up and, and gives a lot of fact-based information. Um, and, and then the process becomes a little, there's more life in the exchange. Yeah. I think in that too, like, you know, something we, uh, we touched on a little bit was, you know, when you do that, I think that you also empower, you know, your students to rather versus like, Hey, this is it. And this is, this is the only way. And you do this because I said to do it versus like, like you just said, I, well, I don't know what is the right way. What is the wrong way to do it? You know, here goes mm-hmm. the critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. Stepping into it, you know, it's stepping into, you know, stepping into this new role, stepping into taking on more is frightening, of course, you know, because it is completely out of my, my, my comfort zone, Mm -hmm. but I've already, I I already love massive amounts of anxiety. It's given me, it's great. (laughs) I love the, um, I love the studentship that it's called, that it's caused for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like truly. Yes. It's scary. And yes, it is work, but it's not going to kill me, you know? Well, that speaks to the raising of the stakes, right. you know, it's like, if you're, if you're training, I, I just, I like to kind of give the metaphor of, of like physical training, mm-hmm. but if, if you're going to the gym and you're not lifting any weights, you're just kind of moving your body around, you have a lot of options. There's a lot of wiggle room. There's a lot of freedom. There's a lot you can, you know, you can kind of explore and the stakes aren't very high. As soon as you start putting heavy weight on your back or, you know, sitting in, in equipment and moving things around that, that are, are pushing back on you, mm-hmm. you, you can't kind of phone that in. Like you have to actually focus up and you have to move with more discernment and, and more skill and more awareness. Uh, but the benefits are greater too. You know, you load your body more under tension and there's the capacity to get stronger. And I, I see you as, as someone that is so committed to, to your own development, both as a person and as a teacher, uh, and as a student of yoga. And I think the more kind of not just invested, but the more eager you are to progress, uh, quickly, um, this, this is sort of the, uh, the consequence, like the consequence of wanting to progress quickly is, is needing to have a capacity to deal with all of these kind of heightened emotions and, and, and feelings and sensations and fears that can come up in, in quicker succession. Right. You know, I, my journey has been somewhat different than yours in that, like, I feel like I've been on sort of the slow and steady trajectory of, you know, of, of. And I've always been this way, you know, the, uh, I don't know if it's just my constitution or that I'm a Virgo. I'm pretty analytical. I want to really study and look at things from all angles before I jump in for better or worse. So when I see people like you that are kind of like, bring it on, I'll figure it out as I go. That's inspiring to me. And it also can be a little like, Mm, yeah like i i feel a little bit anxiety from that too because i'm like uh, oh like do i need to do that too do i need to forge ahead you know and 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 dive in um but sustainability is important to me i i want i'm I'm happy to step outside my comfort zone but i I don't want to be asked to step outside my comfort zone in too many ways all at once because i'm afraid that then i'll i'll regress and i'll i'll kind of hide or 
or just collapse under that pressure. So there's there's benefits to both for sure, but I, I celebrate and am in awe of your capacity and your, your I don't say bravery, because I don't think it, it's, I think you're ready for the things you're stepping into, but uh, just your drive. Well, thank you. I appreciate, I, I, I think Rocky, thank you. <laughs> oh my God, Danny, don't even mention it. It's like, it's whatever, you know, it's like, that's how I feel. Thank God I had a windscreen right now. <laughs> um, you know, the, yeah, I, what, I, I, go ahead. What I think is interesting as it relates to teaching yoga in particular is that, you know, how do we, how does anyone really claim to be an expert on yoga? Like we first have to kind of, identify what that even means. Like, what are we, you know, cause yoga speaks to so many aspects of the human experience, right? Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like any one thread you can pull on, you know, whether it's, uh, anatomy, biomechanics, subtle body physiology, um, philosophy, teaching pedagogy, all of these areas are, so deep and so vast and so complex. And if yoga is sort of the synthesis of all of them, I can understand and relate to how claiming to be an expert, you know, when people, when anyone's ever kind of said Rocky is a yoga expert <laughs> and sometimes, you know, that's, it, it's, I've been teaching for a, a good while and I've, I've put in the time and, you know, the 10,000 hours to, to, to be masterful at the things that I, that I am. But it is the nature of this rabbit hole of life and yoga that keeps us continuously kind of on the path of pursuing more understanding. But um, I think it's completely natural to feel overwhelmed by how much there is to know because no one person can ever know it all. It'd be impossible to, which is, you know, kind of what we talked about, like playing to your strengths you know, stepping into the room, knowing what I do know really well and being humble enough to say, I don't know. So I'm going to find some help. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, getting a cast of people that, you know, I think would be really, uh, um, would heighten the experience by bringing them in. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I talked to a lot of teachers that I, I use the expression like should, should all over yourself. <laughs> like, like, this idea, there's so many different approaches to take in teaching yoga. And there's so many different branches of yoga to teach, um, that I remember when I first started teaching, even still to a certain extent, I would go take other teachers classes and they would be really on fire about something that I hadn't even really considered before. And I'd be like, Oh God, I, I should know more about that. I should be doing more of this. I, I need to take this training. I need to know that. And, and I just made myself crazy because they weren't all necessarily things that I was interested in or things that, that I really resonated with. I just thought I should be able to speak to all of this. And it took a long while for me to embrace that my own but that pursuing my own unique interests is actually going to make me the most authentic version of myself as a teacher. Right. And I don't, I don't have to be 
everybody's teacher. I don't have to be able, I don't have to be an expert in every area. Like that's why, thank God, there are thousands and thousands of yoga teachers out there um, that people can choose from. Yeah. You know, and so like even, you know, we're, we're stepping into launching and teaching some, some programs together. And I love that because there are strengths that you have that I don't have. There are strengths that I have that you don't have. And nothing makes me happier than passing the baton to, or even just referring a student to a teacher that has more information on something they're interested in than me feeling like I need to be their teacher in every possible area. Right. You know, and in fact, that is the more responsible thing to do. You know, like I find myself, the more that I know, the the more comfortable I am saying, I don't know, right. go ask this person, <laughs> you know, as opposed to, I remember as an earlier teacher, someone would come up to me after class and ask a question. And if I didn't know the answer, it would bring up all sorts of insecurity. I might even kind of try to bullshit an answer to them. And that's not really, that's not the vibe, you know, and, and and it would be natural then to kind of feel like, wow, I, I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a yoga poser. <laughs> like, yeah, like I, totally. just, I just kind of pulled that out of my ass and I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, totally. I feel that. I feel that 100%. I, I mean, I hear some new teachers say things and I'm like, what? You, mm-hmm. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's well-meaning, you know, it's, totally. it's, uh, you're trying to be helpful. Yeah. And there's, there's lots of kind of telephone that gets played and there, and I don't think, I hear it even in t- teacher trainings where the students, perhaps in an attempt to get them to make skillful, safe choices, there are a lot of rules that are made. Mm-hmm. You know, I talk about this a lot when, when when we're looking at kind of shape study and 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 movement study, the the misconceptions that people have about how their bodies work. And what's safe and what's not safe. And even that, you know, com- creating compression in a certain area is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Or, or if you're injured or if, if you're weak somewhere, the best thing to do is ignore it. Or, you know, right, a, a, lot, right, a lot right, of, right. a lot of kind of, you know, first do no harm. I think there's a lot. It's like, if you don't know best to just like stay off of it or don't, don't have a, somebody do something with their body. If you're not kind of sure what they're doing, if someone's come to you and they have pain somewhere, like again, first do no harm, but you know, it, it really stimulates the question of what is, what is the most responsible uh, approach to take? And, and I find more kind of newer teachers, not even just new teachers, but kind of teachers that are a part of certain lineages where that critical thinking isn't encouraged making definitive statements about things that um i in in my past have probably said the same thing but the more i know the more i can embrace that there's there's so many different answers and Mm -hmm. i find myself answering those sort of black and white questions that people ask me with more questions than i do with answers these days i love that it's again it's the the freedom of, of choice, but also the freedom to be a student again and be humble. Mm-hmm. Like Kendrick said, be humble. I'll be like, bitch, sit down. Be humble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something you do in your trainings when people ask questions? <laughs> well, if they're standing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> if they're sitting down, then it, it's kind of redundant. Right. She's right, like, bitch. Yeah. No, I would never. No. You guys, please don't. I, come to my trainings. I will not insult you. I, I won't call you names. Unless you're standing up. Yeah, if you're standing up, then it's... <laughs> <laughs> I have a strong no standing policy. Unless we're working on standing poses, I need you to sit down and be humble. <laughs> that was a great song. It really was. <laughs> can that be... I, well, I don't know how this works, but like, can that be like our intro or our outro? We'd probably get sued for it, but you know, it's fine. We can do it. I mean, I'm down. I'm down for a little... <laughs> little adventure little legal you're adventure so, you're so dangerous Ooh. i know i don't have a i don't even have a windscreen <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> <laughs> don't give me a microphone basically the point the takeaway from this podcast is give rocky a microphone and and who knows, all bets are off yeah yeah i'm not even standing up right now <laughs> Oh man, Rocky! I think we did it. I think I think this is what we got for Dharma dudes today. <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel about it? Uh, I feel like I can process my feelings about it off air, but <laughs> I feel like you know, true to to our conversation, we probably we probably answered some of these questions with more questions. Mm. Um, but you know, if there was a takeaway, what I would what I would say is that. To, to those teachers that, that might feel the, the propensity to shut all over themselves, like to really <laughs> great way to put it, <laughs> to, to give yourself permission to follow your sincere interests. And, you know, I do believe that, that life, the universe, the powers that be are not going to put anybody in your proximity or in your class um or in your training that are not meant to be there right you know like i I think that you really can't expand beyond what you're ready for and if so like the kind of the thermostat of life will kick in and like put you (laughs) put you in your place but if there are people in front of you that are there to learn from you it's because you have something to teach them and they and perhaps they have something to teach you Mm-hmm. And it might not be what you think. You know, I was, I was, I was working with a, a client this morning, a teacher who was, he, he wants to, to do more private, um, wants to work with more clients one-on-one. And he was kind of had a little bit of anxiety of like, how do you work with someone one-on-one? What if they want to, you know, what, where do you start? Where do you, where do you, like, how do you plan? How do you, this, and I said, you're not entitled to ask those questions yet because you don't know who you're going to work with yet. Mm-hmm. You know, like, when you're planning a class, it's different because you have to plan the class and show up and teach it. But when you're working with somebody, you got to show up and listen and figure out where they are and what they want to know and what you have to offer them that can meet them where they're at and take them to where they want to be. So mm-hmm. sometimes when I find myself getting out ahead of myself in terms of insecurity, I have to remind myself that I don't have enough information about even the context of who I'm going to be working with uh, to to answer these questions. So it would it makes sense that I would feel anxiety trying to answer questions. I, I, I'm not qualified to answer. The one thing I always say too, is when you get to say, I don't know, it gives you an opportunity to go learn. And I love that. And it gives the student an opportunity to recognize too, that even as a teacher of, of anything, you are, 
you know, you get to model like what it means to still be a student Mm -hmm. and, and what it means to, to balance the paradox of being an authority and also being, being ignorant. Like it's okay. It's okay to have some, some ignorance in certain areas for sure, even as an expert. And I think we've demonstrated that really clearly (laughs) through (laughs) through the nature of our conversation. (laughs) Yay. Success. Yeah. (laughs) Case in point. Mm-hmm. So biggest takeaway is uh, get a windscreen. Get a windscreen. Feel free to write. If you want to write in suggestions for this, I think I might call him Buck. <laughs> like until the next Dharma dudes, this is Buck and Danny. Saying Buck up, y'all. <laughs> Giddy on buck. up. Buck up, y'all. Hi. <laughs> Thanks. Peace out. Peace, Peace out. <laughs>